Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And we're just wrapping up the NFC South team previews here. We're on Tampa Bay, so we're going to be looking at them on my screen share. If you're listening on any of the podcasting platforms, I highly recommend checking us out on YouTube. That's where I do my screen shares, and uh, you get to see kind of what I'm looking at as I go through these. And I think it's just a little bit more value for you. So if you're on the podcasting platform, check out the YouTube channel. And if you're on YouTube, uh, comment, like, subscribe. Let's grow this channel. We're starting to see some good numbers, so I like that. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep powering through here. And uh, let's talk about the Buccaneers. So it's, uh, of course, Tom Brady at the top. But we're going to take a look here at Bruce Arians and offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. These are the guys pulling the strings. It's a heavily uh, these two brains, these two minds molding together for the offense. Uh, and defensive coordinator Todd Bowles is still there. So Tampa Bay is going to be a much better team this year. Offensive lines improve, and so is the defense as well. Uh, so they're getting better on both sides of the ball. And then, of course, we got Tom Brady at quarterback, Blaine Gabbert's the main backup, Ryan Griffin and uh, Reed Sinet here are the, the backups. But we're not caring about any of the backups. This is a Tom Brady uh, offense here. So let's just kind of get used to, like, what we were looking at last year. Jameis Winston, of course, uh, threw for over 5,000 yards. 626 pass attempts, 33 touchdowns, and the 30 picks that everyone made sure to, uh, you know, get a count in. So Jameis Winston, they the team was not good last year. Offensive line was so-so. Defense was atrocious, especially the secondary. The, the defensive running front, though, was phenomenal, one of the best in the league. So you're not going to be able to run against these guys very well. So everyone just passed against them, and then you fuel add the fuel of Winston's turnovers – and this team had to play from behind a lot. They were throwing a lot of pass attempts, didn't run the ball as much as they wanted to. So I'm expecting a little bit of a drop in pass attempts, a little bit more rushing attempts as the, the, the offense is more balanced. They're in better game scripts. They're going to be running the ball in fourth quarter a little bit more. And I just don't think they're going to come out and sling it with Tom Brady. But uh, I do have, so 630 pass attempts last year. I have them about 610. Um, and then we'll see what happens, uh, I guess, with Tom Brady's arm strength, and we'll see if we can get these touchdown numbers up. But uh, so I'm kind of taking what Tampa Bay did last year and just turning it down a little bit, a little bit of a notch. And you know, I'm going to add more rushing attempts. Um, and this this offense might be pretty similar to what we saw last year as far as output. So, uh, but if we're going to talk about Tom Brady, we got to talk about the wide receivers first, and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh, the the secondary targets at receiver are going to be rookie Tyler Johnson, Justin Watson. Uh, Second-year player Scott Miller, and then a bunch of guys trying to make the team here that I'm not really too uh, excited to talk about. But it's going to be a good competition for the three, four, and five positions between Watson, Miller, and Tyler Johnson. They snagged Tyler Johnson here in the fifth round out of Minnesota. He's a uh, he's not a very quick, athletic, you know, super athletic guy, but he's a smart route runner. He can get open, and he seems like the kind of guy that Tom Brady would take a liking to, even though. Uh, the thing with Brady is r- rookie receivers kind of take some time. So it's going to be, it's going to be all about Chris Godwin's all about Mike Evans. Uh, if we look at where these guys finished last year, Chris Godwin, of course, was the number two wide receiver, 19.6 points per game. He only played 14 games and still uh, finished tied for second uh, in wide receiver PPR scoring. So we love that. And then Mike Evans did get hurt uh, down the stretch as well. He only played 13 games and he was averaging 17.7 points per game. So if we filter here by by points per game, Tampa Bay had the number two and the number four receiver on a points per game basis. Uh, So I'm expecting Godwin to flirt with top five numbers. And I think Evans takes the hit with an addition like Tom Brady. 
Uh, Tom Brady's what, 42 now? I don't really know if the deep ball uh, is going to be as good as it was with Winston. So Evans, I still like Evans to produce. I'm just not projecting him as like a top 10 receiver at the moment. I think he's uh, definitely, he's going to flirt with wide receiver one numbers. I think he ended up as like wide receiver 15 or something for me uh, in my projections. But uh, he's only a few points, you know, behind. So if I just quick look at my receivers, uh, Mike Evans, he's actually wide receiver 17, but I got him at, he's tied with AJ Brown at 16. So 246.5 PPR points. And then, I mean, just to get to wide receiver 12, he only needs four points. So uh, I basically have Mike Evans as a, a low end wide receiver one. He might be the one that's more volatile. If you think about how Tom Brady's operated before, it's, you know, he's going to like the Chris Godwin, Julian Edelman types that can get open quickly uh, and he doesn't have to, you know, toss them up. So I think Godwin's the guy here, top five receiver upside. He could even, it wouldn't surprise me if he leads the league in receptions this year. Uh, so I'm watching for that, but both guys are draftable, super easy slam dunk pick for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Um, and then again, we're watching, you know, who's going to develop as the third wide receiver between rookie Tyler Johnson Justin Watson and Scott Miller. I like everybody there, but it's just a matter of who shakes out uh, in training camp when we get there. So keep an eye on that battle. That could be someone that uh, could help us at some point. Uh, but outside of, outside of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, it's the tight ends with Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, and Cameron Brait. Uh, I think we're going to see more two tight end sets going forward for Bruce Arians' offense. And of, of course, it's going to be led by Rob Gronkowski and probably OJ Howard on the field together at the same time. Now, last year, these tight ends did not produce very well at all. Uh, we see O.J. Howard had a very frustrating year, only 34 catches, 459 yards, and a touchdown. Cameron uh, Rate actually had more receptions with 36, 311 yards, and four touchdowns. So Cameron Brate scored more fantasy points, which is kind of crazy. So um, these guys are both going to take a backseat to Rob Gronkowski. He didn't come out of – Gronk didn't come out of retirement to be a backup or a blocker. So – uh, Tampa Bay is going to use Gronk in the red zone. He's got a good chance of scoring seven, eight, nine, ten 10 touchdowns and uh, being the primary tight end there. So uh, with, the thing with Gronk is it's hard to project him because we just don't know if the year off is going to do much for him or if it could be one of those things where he's rejuvenated and fully energized and ready to go. So at the moment, I mean, I, I feel like I projected him high. I gave him 58 catches, 795 yards, and seven touchdowns, and he came out as my tight end six. So I think this is kind of like – you know, his ceiling where these top five tight ends are all pretty much the consensus with Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, Waller, and Ertz. And I think Gronk can step right in and be one of those guys and he can actually overtake a guy like Ertz or, or Waller, depending on the touchdowns, because uh, we know Gronk's going to catch touchdowns. So I really like Gronk here. He's a, he's a very good tight end with upside. You can grab him uh, typically out of the top five of tight ends. So keep an eye on him. I like his ADP right now. Uh, and especially in you know, the best ball league, Gronk's a good tight end to have. Um, but he's going to be competing, you know, Gronk didn't have this much competition for targets as he did, you know, in new England. So Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, they're going to lead the team in targets, but Gronk might be the guy when they get to the red zone. So, uh, but we're pretty much not drafting OJ Howard or Cameron Braid at all. It would take a Gronk injury for this to happen. Uh, and then they got some backups here, Tanner Hudson, Jordan Leggett, Anthony Alclair. I like Tanner Hudson. He's going to, I'm going to mention him for dynasty. Uh, check out some of his preseason stats and some of his, I mean, he was a preseason warrior the last couple of years. So uh, watch some of his stuff, but Tanner Hudson, he's a name to keep an eye on. He could be the guy here in the future. Uh, they've kept him around and they like him. So uh, that covers the receivers and the tight ends. Now let's get to the 
uh, very debatable running backs here. So they let Peyton Barber walk. They had Ronald Jones year three. They drafted uh, Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt round three here at pick 76. And then they have Dare Ogunbowale still uh, scat back out of Wisconsin. And then backups here, Raymond Calais, where they drafted in the seventh round, TJ Logan and Cedric Ware. So I'm not really sure we're going to need to know these guys at all. It's all going to be about Ronald Jones, Vaughn, and uh, Daryl Glenvawale. Now, we really don't know how they're going to use these guys. That's probably the biggest question of everything. Uh, but last year, so I guess I started this video at the top saying that I think Tampa Bay is going to have more success on the ground. You know, better defense, better offensive line, better game scripts means more rushing attempts. And if we look at what Ronald Jones did last year, he had uh, he finished as PPR back number 25, 172 carries, 31 receptions. Uh, and he wasn't even on the field that much. Um, so I think 172 carries and, you know, 40 targets, that came out to like maybe, I don't know, like 12 touches a game, maybe with the receptions. So he's, he's not even getting the ball that much, but he's very productive when he gets the ball. Uh, he took a huge leap. If you look at what he did, he didn't do anything his rookie year. So, I mean, for him to come in and average 10.6 yards per or fantasy points per game with Peyton Barber, I mean, Peyton Barber got a lot of work too. So, I mean, Ronald Jones, 2019, you see 172 carries for him, Barber 154, uh, 4.2 yards per carry on a very bad offensive line. So Ronald Jones carried the load here and he – also caught 10 yards per catch, you know, as a receiver. I know a lot of people knock him for his passing blocking or pass blocking, but he's, he's a very good receiver. So I think they're not just going to ignore that. They're going to try to get him the ball in open space. Um, and then you've got the rookie Keyshawn Vaughn coming in here. So I'm thinking it's going to be, I mean, you could almost put Keyshawn Vaughn's name here for Peyton Barber. I think they're going to let Ronald Jones be the primary runner and use uh, Keyshawn Vaughn in passing situations, you know, because he's, he's very solid at everything and he might have a little bit more experience, but Ronald Jones does have the one year of experience already in the offense. And he's already working out with, with Tom Brady and, and working on his, his route running. So I think Ronald Jones has potential to be a top uh, 24 back this year. I'm hesitant to draft Keyshawn Vaughn as I am with a lot of rookies this year for a redraft. I think Keyshawn Vaughn does have good dynasty upside, but I mean, he's, he's a year behind in Arian's offense and he's coming into an off season that has no structure at all right now. Everything's online. So I'm not really sure how, I, I know Ronald Jones is a good runner. So I think they're going to continue to feed him. And if I'm expecting Tampa Bay to run the ball more, uh, I think Ronald Jones has a floor here of, I mean, that's, that's 172 carries. That's only 10, 11 carries per game last year. And if you look at Peyton Barber, that's about nine carries a game. Um, so I think they're going to be – Tampa Bay's going to be running the ball maybe 25, 30 times a game this year. So that means you, both guys could have some value. But I, I would maybe lean towards Ronald Jones getting 15, 16 carries a game. Uh, maybe Keyshawn Vaughn gets 10, 12. And then they're still going to mix Oldman Bowali in there on third downs, as you see, 35 receptions on 46 targets. So he's the primary guy. Like when they're in hurry-up mode, he's going to be the James White – of the offense, but I still think we're, I don't, I don't think we're going to just see uh, Jones get pushed away completely for Vaughn. And I, I think it's vice versa too, where they're just not going to ignore their rookie Keyshawn Vaughn who they took in the third round. So I think both guys are going to be 
uh, used this year, but I think I think I like Ronald Jones year three. He took a huge step year two. He's got a year, you know, of the offense under his belt, and he's just he's so good with the ball, you know, in open space. So I think uh, he, RB twenty five last year in a very volatile, bad offensive line. So I think I like Ronald Jones at value right now, and he's a guy that I've been targeting, especially in best ball league because you don't really know uh, how consistent he'll be. But I like Ronald Jones. I do like Keyshawn Vaughn at a value. But uh, Ronald Jones presents a little bit more upside to me, I think. So uh, that's how I've been kind of, you know, handling this backfield. But uh, Tampa Bay, man, is one of the most exciting teams to watch this year. We'll see if Tom Brady can make this team a playoff team, an NFC South winning team. Uh, let's just look at the draft real quick here. They snagged the tackle. Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, a safety here, Antoine Winfield Jr., there's Keyshawn Vaughn, there's Tyler Johnson, and then we got some defensive help here. And then they did draft Raymond Calais here out of Louisiana Lafayette, who Bruce Arians says he's kind of like Matt Forte. So that's kind of fun. So check out some of his highlight work. Uh, nothing too crazy in the offseason besides the Tom Brady edition, but they did resign a bunch of their guys. So this defense, man, this defense is going to be, you know, among one of the best uh, at stopping the, the run. A quick look at the the defensive stats from 2019 as my computer loads. Um, I mean, Tampa Bay, I want to say that they were the second or third best rush defense. Um, so offensive leaders, defensive leaders. Look at defense total yards. Okay. So from a rushing perspective, Tampa Bay – only they were the number one rushing defense last year, only allowing 73.8 yards per game. So you're not going to be able to run on them this year. A lot of that, you know, a lot of the front people have stayed there and they're not changing out new players, swapping in injuries and stuff like that. Uh, what happened to Tampa Bay was their, their passing defense, you know, got hit pretty hard. Uh, but as an overall unit, you know, they were, they were solid because of the rushing. So, I think the hard part for Tampa Bay was the points. They let up a lot of points last year, about 28 points per game. So that's going to jump down dramatically somewhere in hopefully the low 20s. And I think that's why we're going to see more rushing. Um, so that's uh, Ronald Jones, man. He's the one guy that I think has the most upside for Tampa Bay. Uh, but I mean, Olgan Bowali, if anything happens to Vaughn or, or Jones, Olgan Bowali's got, you know, he's a name to keep an eye on. So, I like what Tampa Bay is doing. I think they're going to be much more consistent and balanced this year. And uh, I kind of want to add some more pass attempts to here. I actually have them running less plays, uh, but I feel like I got to add some more rushing attempts here, which could eventually move uh, Ronald Jones up. At the moment right now, I have Ronald Jones sitting right at RB25, um, Keyshawn Vaughn at RB41. So I, this is a position I'll have to monitor, but with this weird offseason, man, I'm nervous about rookies. I'm not very high on rookies. The highest one I have is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and even that feels weird right now. So uh, I'm shying away from rookies, and uh, we're banking on Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Rob Gronkowski to lead this way. So if you're feeling risky, take a shot on Jones or Vaughn, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's going to wrap it up for today's video. If you're on YouTube, smash the like button, uh, leave me a comment. Uh, we just wrapped up the NFC South. I'll be working on the AFC and NFC West uh, the rest of the week. So pay attention for those. And if you haven't checked out the other stuff, uh, I got all the other team previews ready to watch. So, And then if you're listening on any podcasting platform, uh, check us out on YouTube. Uh, but if not, leave us a rating, comment. Anything would be greatly appreciated. 
And uh, yeah, man, let's, let's continue growing the Fantasy Fellowship and I'll see you in another video. Thanks for watching. Peace.